How's it going, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the God Made Man podcast. In this one, we're going to be talking about dating. Now, if you're single, you've probably been asked more than once this question. What are you looking for in a girl? What are you looking for in a guy? I've been asked this question so many times by people, and I'm sure you have too, especially if you're single. And someone's always trying to hook us up with somebody. And we all have somewhat of an idea of the kind of person that we want to spend the rest of our lives with. For me, the answer to what are you looking for in a girl has changed with time based on my growing faith and knowledge. But I believe that many of us don't have the right views of singleness, dating, and marriage, and that translates over into our actions and it shows up in the problems that we have in each of those areas. If we don't know the meaning of each of these seasons, we will not know how to act in them, how to make the most of them, and that's going to bring a lot of confusion, pain, regret, and hard lessons. In my previous episode about singleness, we said that singleness is not where you're just sitting around waiting for, the, for that one to come into your life and you're just waiting for real life to begin, but you are already living your life to the fullest. The Bible calls singleness a gift. This is not a gift just to some people who have, quote unquote, the gift of singleness and choose to remain single, but it is a God-given gift to everyone where we are given a time in our lives to chase our calling in Christ solidify our identity, grow in a community of great people, and be 100% fulfilled. Paige Brown, who's a professor at Vanderbilt, said uh, she put this Christian balance best. In her article on singleness, she said, let's face it, singleness is not an inherently inferior state of affairs, but I want to be married. I pray to that end every day. I may meet someone walk down the aisle in the next couple of years because God is so good to me. I may never have another date and die an old maid at 93 because God is so good to me. Not my will, but his be done. When it comes to dating, we're going to go more in depth in the next few videos. But very quickly, dating is not a relationship status that people are just meant to be in for years and for years. It's not a form of commitment between a man and a woman where they get to play house and enjoy all the benefits of marriage. It's not only a you know, time of fun activities and spending time with the opposite sex, but it's a season of evaluation to see if two people are compatible together mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to fulfill the will of God in their own lives and their potential new life together. When it comes to marriage, this is a topic for another episode, but I believe that a correct view of marriage will benefit a person in their single and their dating life. As Tim Keller said in his book, In the Meaning of Marriage, he said, Marriage is a vehicle for spouses to help each other become their glorious future selves through sacrificial service and spiritual friendship. What happens if we see the mission of marriage to teach us about our sins in unique and profound ways and to grow us out of them by providing someone else who speaks the truth in love to us? How different would it be if we were to fall in love, especially with the glorious thing God is doing in our spouse's life? This view of marriage provides unbelievable personal fulfillment, but not in the way that contemporary people want it to come. So now since we have a general idea of what each of these seasons mean, we can fully dive into what we can do to prepare for these seasons. The question is not, what are you looking for in a person? The question is, are you a person worth looking for? Are you the kind of person that you would want to date? Would you date you? In Ephesians 5.22, Paul gives us the perfect picture of the relationship between a man and a woman. And he says, A man should love his wife like Christ loved the church, and a woman should submit to her husband as unto the Lord. Now, before we get crazy with the word submit, let's talk about it. Men, 
We are called to love our wives as Christ loved the church. But how did he love the church? He died for us while we were still sinners. He loved us so much that he was willing to give up his own life so that we could live. And that is exactly what we as men are called to do. When the Bible says that a wife should submit to us, that's not because we're better, but it's because we have already submitted our lives to Christ and we have already led by example what God calls the wife to do. Men, we are called to lead ourselves and our future families. This doesn't put us above women, but we have a greater responsibility to love and to lead. A woman can be as independent as she wants to be, but I'm sure the women will agree. There is nothing more attractive than a man who is assertive knows what he wants, and leads, whether that be on a date or in marriage. And I can speak from experience because I've been the guy who's asking the girl, you know, where do you want to eat? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Like, I had no plan. I had no intentions whatsoever. And in the long run, this ended up hurting the relationship. But I've also been the guy who picked up the girl, gave her three options of places to eat, and had reservations to all three so we were good no matter what she picked. I had a plan, I was intentional, and I knew exactly what was going to go on that night. And as I have become that latter man, I've been told that my actions were not only attractive, but it allowed the woman to just be herself. She didn't have to worry about a thing that night because I had done all the work, and there was a sense of freedom for her. And this translates into a deeper relationship as well. A man who truly follows Christ grows to become assertive, loving, caring, wise, self-controlled over his ego, his anger, and his lusts. And he is not only able to guard his heart, but her heart as well. Are you a man who a woman would want to submit to? Women. Paul says that women should be submissive to their husbands as unto the Lord. And this is something that every Christian should be doing. How are we submissive to Christ? As Christ followers... We give our life to serve Christ on a daily basis. We submit our will to his. We are willing to give up our desires and our wants for the greater will of God. And we submit to his authority because he loves us and has the best for us. Proverbs gives a little more insight and advice for men. And it says that it's better to live in the corner of a rooftop than in a house shared with a contentious woman. Women, if you're constantly having beef with somebody, talking about, oh my God, girl, she said this, and girl, let me tell you something, and oh no, she didn't. Well, you know, there, there might be some things that you need to evaluate if you're constantly in contention with other people. A woman who truly follows Christ knows that she is loved, that she is valued. She, in turn, loves and cares and serves other people. She finds her validation, not in a man or other people, but in Christ. Men feel loved when they are respected, and women feel loved when they are cherished. Men, seek to be a man worthy of respect, and women, seek to be a woman who can be loved and cherished. You don't want to miss out on good people because you're acting out of fear and perfectionism, and you also don't want to scare other people away because you're too needy and make choices out of desperation. But learn to come to the middle ground where you are fine no matter if God blesses you with a relationship or not, because you know that you already have the greatest relationship that you need in your life. Thank you so much for listening to what I've got to say. If you found value from this, share it with somebody else who will do the same. And until next time, peace and blessings.